There we go. Good afternoon now, everybody. And the reason I have to say good afternoon because we're dealing with two worldly different time zones, but welcome to the Journey to Sunship podcast. I am, of course, Calvin Calhoun Jr. And today I have someone that is so special to me with us today. And it's the first time we've done anything like this, but it's an honor on the first podcast of this year to have my spiritual father, Leon Elijah, uh, with us today. And we want to talk about the father-son dynamic. That's the structure of the house of God. So I want to turn this over to Papa Lee and, and let him share with you who he is and his journey into the house. Welcome, Papa Lee. Thank you so much for, for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you, Calvin, for affording me the privilege to have this time and, and share about our journey through, through sonship. And I think uh, it's an appropriate way to start the new year, because like you said, uh, there are so many individuals out there that are that know that the current structure of church culture is not is not fitting for their lives. And they do not know what the next thing looks like. All they know is that church culture doesn't work for them. And and I was at the, that exact same place. 15 years ago when I knew that uh, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do the religious uh, Christianese anymore, you know, and I needed to uh, expand. All right, y'all, we're just waiting for it because we're actually dealing with a unique time zone. Uh, into this kingdom. I mean, hey, Jesus... On the part you spoke about, about the kingdom because all we ever heard was something. Uh, yeah. Hey, Papa Lee, you talked about uh, expanding, and I think we lost. We had a bad connection. You talked about expanding, yeah. and we kind of lost you for a second. I just think, just let everybody know we're actually dealing with South Africa and the United States right now. Yeah. If you did not know, yeah. Papa Lee, Papa Lee is my spiritual father. He's located in Durban, South Africa, and I'm here in the United States in Florida. So we're getting a little bit of buffering issue, but you were talking about expanding something. That's where we lost you at, but go ahead. Okay. I think what I was saying was that uh, it was time for me to expand my horizons to understand the kingdom and church culture was just not doing it for me. And that's the time that I really started to, uh, to look for a different sound. Uh, I wanted to know God, but I didn't want religion. Right. Okay. I wanted to know him as, as a father at that time, I didn't know that that's what I needed. And, and that's when I heard the sound of uh, Papa Sam Solon, and he was talking about the house of God as a family, and how this house is arranged, uh, uh, is arranged by fathers and sons. And and for the first time, I kind of said, "Hey, man, that's, that's something that I, you know, kind of piqued my interest." And I started to hear his messages on on his website, and the message that really gripped me and started me. On a, on a journey towards uh, uh, this kind of uh, uh, understanding was the message of the son of sonship. Um, the message of sonship was made, uh, was discovered very early by uh, a man from the United States known as Bill Britton. Yes. Uh, but it, there was very little information uh, that came over to us in South Africa. Uh, then we had heard guys like Kelly Varner starting to open up the, the scriptures and really, really speak about the kingdom. Uh, men like Miles Monroe uh, started to talk about 
the kingdom, rediscovering the kingdom. And all of a sudden, the message and the gospel of the kingdom was really, really uh, being made uh, um, available for the first time. I mean, I used to remember having arguments with with older men, uh, you know, uh, challenging their beliefs in terms of, you know, I've been to church all my life. I've never heard the gospel of the kingdom. Right. And, and Jesus only taught this gospel that the gospel of the kingdom must be preached in all the earth and then the end will come. And I've been in church all my life and nobody's talking about the gospel of the kingdom. And so that was the initial upset, uh, the things that started to upset my apple cart. And I started to search the scriptures. I was fortunate enough to have a father-in-law that owned a, a Christian book business. And, and all of the new material that would come in, I would just gobble them up. I mean, I would go to the <laughs> shop and just hang out there on a Saturday and just read and read and read. I had this insatiable appetite to wanting to know what the kingdom was all about. Mm -hmm. And that that obviously led to the understanding of, of sonship. But it was Sam, Sam Solon, that really, really put the cherry on the cake when he started to talk about the house of God is a family and, and those that lead the family of God are spiritual fathers and those that are th those that are submitted to his care through love and 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 a connection by the spirit. Uh, is the way uh, that they submit uh, uh, to the to the oversight of a, of a spiritual father through accountable accountability, but more importantly, there is a spiritual connection, Calvin, and I think that is something that we need to understand. That yeah. God's the the Bible says that the Spirit sets you into the body of Christ. Yeah, and so there's a setting. And we've not known that 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 activity of the Holy Spirit because we all went to church to the church that our parents went to. So we just followed tradition. And as a result, we were never ever uh, we were never we could never really understand that that scripture being fit into the body of Christ. And so one thing led to the to the other where I started to realize that that the house of God is far more bigger than or the kingdom rather is bigger than the local church. Yep. And we were stuck in that paradigm. And it was Sam's teaching that started to unlock the doors of, of, of the scriptures that uh, led me to really ask the question, is God my father? And I've known him as creator. I've known him as the one that, that fixed the heavens in place, that hung every star in, in place and created the vast expanse of the of the of the heavenlies, but I didn't know him as father. father. And and that's when I started to make real, real, real headway when I started to understand that Jesus came to show us the Father. Yes. And he never ever came to show us religion. And that uh really whet my appetite to continuously consume the stuff on sonship, the kingdom, and the father-son relationship or the father-son diet. And and the accountability in church, when I was in church and I held many leadership roles, I mean, I was the resident prophet. I was um, the one that sat on the board of trustees. Uh, I held, uh, uh, I preached on Sunday and all of that stuff, the activity was there, but there was never really a connection to uh, God as my father. And when I started to, fill in the blanks of that relationship. I then started to realize that I, that God had set himself over me 
and because he is the father of my spirit and that my that my natural father is the father of my flesh, my flesh. Mm -hmm. but a spiritual father is the father of your soul and you would get many people quote uh the the infamous verse that says call no man, no man on father. earth your father <laughs> yep. yeah and that's totally out of context right because there are several several meanings to the word father and the word there is pater or, or patriarch and what jesus was saying was the word that he that was used in that in that text was call no man your progenitor that's right right the progenitor call no man your father means call no man your progenitor the one from whom you ex you have come from the one from whom is your source the one from whom you exist mm -hmm. and there is only one person like that that's god your heavenly father and so that obviously dispelled all of the questions with uh what is this father son dyad you know we've come through uh the roman catholic system of church where the word father was commonly used yeah and uh, we started to observe the abuses within the catholic church with the with the little altar boys and and all of a sudden that word father didn't sound such as, as such a nice term to have yeah but this these were all setups of the enemy to discredit and 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 discredit the move of god that was a real authentic move of god in the as far as i'm concerned because that is the thing that got me to the place of realizing and understanding my position as a son in the house of my father the we've completely misunderstood the adoption process um because we've never been taught what what is spiritual adoption i mean we kind of kind of think that adoption is aligned to the natural earthly system of adoption and therefore we cannot find a context for what paul was referencing in the new testament in every word that he used he used a, a particular word that communicated the placing of a son and that placing of a son is what happens to both you and i when the holy spirit descends upon us now because we grew up in pentecostal church the thing that we knew was that when the holy spirit comes upon you you're going to speak in tongues you're going to speak in tongues, speak in right? tongues. That's, yeah. that's the thing that was the marker and because if you speak in tongues then man the holy spirit is on you nobody ever spoke about the adoption of spirit where whereby we cry abba father abba father yeah, the, the immediate connection of your salvation experience should result in your spirit crying out to your heavenly father, my father, my father. And nobody taught us that, so we never knew that. And as a result uh, of, the, of the ignorance of our journey, we lost touch with God being our father. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, what that uh, led to is a deeper, deeper understanding of the father-son relationship. So coming back to your question of how of how that connection happens, I'm I'm convinced that that God has assigned to us spiritual fathers. Amen. And and that that is that assignment uh is not is not based on familiarity, but that 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 that, that placing of a son is a spirit-to-spirit -spirit connection. And when when I realized that I wanted to be fathered. God showed me who my father was. And the testimony of that, of that, of that event of how uh, I was connected to Sam is just an amazing and amazing testimony. Um, 
you, as you may or may not know, uh, Sam came down to South Africa and he was teaching at a school up in Peter Maritzburg. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about this, this, this gospel of the kingdom, the message uh, of sonship and, and, and the estate of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, I remember going, driving up every day uh, to sit and listen in on, on these, on these uh, meetings. And uh, towards the last, I mean, and prior to that, I mean, I was listening to Sam over his audio tapes and and also on on his website. So like the information that he was sharing was was like so familiar to me. I was practically finishing his sentences, mm -hmm. only to to realize that he wasn't going to be a very long. He, it was a three day conference, and then he was going to fly fly out. And on the night that he spoke about the, the spirit of the father, I mean, I never felt a more deeper connection to God the father that night. But more importantly, what I started to see was the display of the father in the person of Sam. And that was for me a real, real eye-opener. I remember jumping back in the car and uh, and going down to Durban and... and uh, while we were traveling down back to Durban, that's about a 45-minute drive, uh, Jennifer was just weeping in the car. And I, I turned to her, I said, Jen, what, what's happening? Why are you crying? She says, Leon, I've never, ever felt the presence of God the Father like I felt tonight when Sam started to share on the spirit of the Father. And uh, and she was weeping, weeping all the way, all the way down to Durban. Wow. And for whatever reason, I, I turned to her and I said, listen, you know, I'm a very, very expressive guy. I, I, I openly expressed my love for my children by kissing them. And, uh, and, I told, and I told her, I said, you know how I know who my spiritual father is? Is I will know when he kisses me on the mouth. And the next day we, we go to the meeting, Calvin. And, you know, we, we sit through the meeting and then it was his last night and we're all going to go shake his hand and say goodbye. And I'm standing in the queue and, and Jen is in front of me and she hugs him and uh, he, he hugs her and he turns to her and says, you know what? You look just like my children. And then, wow. and then when I, wow. and then when I came, and when I came to him, he, he, Calvin, he, he hugged me, but he put his hands on my face like this and he pulled me close to him and he kissed me on the mouth. Right on the, on the, on the lips and immediately I understood that that he was my father because nobody had heard what I said in the car except Jennifer myself and the Holy Spirit and that was the connection that I had to Sam I knew that yeah, I was placed on this after that he jumped on an airplane and I never saw him for two years <laughs> right and then through through much uh, conversation uh, I, we started to kind of, I started to pursue what I felt in the spirit. And that was it. I only pursued that because I knew that there was a connection that was made. And that connection doesn't always have to be as, as physical as that. But sometimes it is. I mean, for me, it was. God needed to show me that. And I was, I was glad to accept that. There is a connection that comes upon you when you hear the sound of your father. Father, yep. Yeah. When you yeah. hear the message that he shares, that means that when the messenger, when the messenger and the messenger, are, message and the messenger are one, and you kind of gravitate to that sound, that is the father speaking through that through that vessel to you. And and there are many right now that are searching 
for accountability. They don't know yeah. what they're searching for. Yeah. And if anything, if I can put a put a word to that, is they're searching for accountability. Yeah. They want the role of a father in their lives. If you've not, if like myself and many others who have who have never had a, a, a great father relationship or with, with your earthly fathers, then there's there, there is a vacuum inside of you that needs to be filled. And I think God in his grand design and and at purpose that a spiritual father would 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 not substitute your natural father because he's no. not the father of your flesh. But he will he will become the picture of the heavenly father to you so that you can relate to God more easily. And yeah. that was my initial journey into into understanding what what a father son relationship is. Amen. Uh and just to let everyone know so you I kind of let the cat out the bag early about our relationship in the sense that Papa Leon is located in uh in Durban and here I am located in Florida. And so um I remember I was a elder in the church. I was a minister in the church. I was doing Sunday school. I was uh, playing piano. I was doing all of that. And and I love it. I grew up there. I was taught so much about servanthood. I was taught so much about servanthood in the church. I, I can never replace the value of all those things that those people imparted into me um, at New Zion Primitive Baptist Church. Um, Elder Maurice Gaines, Elder F.R. Rush, those things are foundational principles. So I'm so grateful to them and God rest their soul. Um, and so when the Lord told us it was time to step away, the hardest emotional bond, Papa Lee, was because it was emotional and that uh, these people have watched you grow up since you were a baby. And I and I did a message on um, the first test of ministry is the family and mm -hmm. family being the tightest emotional bond. But God had to set me apart and setting us apart for a season is not it's not uncommon to God. You know, he set Joseph apart. He set Moses apart. He set David apart. He set Jesus apart. He set Paul apart. It wasn't uncommon. But when mm -hmm. I heard the message, I was talking to a friend on Facebook, uh, Leonard Robinson. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Leonard Robinson. And Leonard, uh, actually, let me back up because I'm wrong about that. I actually heard the message of the kingdom from Bianca. That's who I heard the message of the kingdom from. I started digging into this kingdom. And of course, it was Miles Monroe. And I was like, okay, wow. And then on Facebook, I met Leonard Robinson. And Leonard, one day, I'll never forget the post. He says, Calvin, you need to check out this man named Sam Solon. I said, huh? I don't know who he is. He says, huh, Calvin, here's the link to his stuff. Go take a listen to it. Hmm. And I went to listen to Papa Sam. And I promise you what you say of hearing that voice mm -hmm. and it's not him you're hearing the voice of the father and it's like all this time i had a bunch of puzzle pieces and it's like now when i need to know god as father the puzzle pieces start coming together at certain points okay. and it's like oh mm -hmm. oh you, you get like oh and, and then it, it becomes like a person who's been um, hungry for a long time, and it's like now you're being filled, and you and you want to keep knowing, you keep knowing, and so then uh, I said, I gotta meet this Sam Solon guy. I gotta meet this Sam Solon guy because I mean he has just changed my whole paradigm of the faith. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I met you. <laughs> I met you, and we were talking back and forth through Facebook, just talking back and forth through Facebook, and. 
and I want everybody to understand that the father-son relationship, the spiritual father-son relationship is not one that can be manipulated. It should never be manipulated. This is something that's ordained and orchestrated by Holy Spirit. And so we were just talking, Papa Lee. We were just genuinely talking. The Lord was telling me, come out. I was away from the church. I was feeling like a fish out of water. I'm like, I always went to church. Sunday school, 945, church at 11, Bible study Wednesday at, at 630. That's what I did. And to be away from church and to be away from that that commonality, what felt like a fish out of water, I was like, like, what do I do? Like, Lord, I feel like I'm just having this out-of-body experience. I need help. I need I need to feel something because you told me to step out here. Now what? And it wasn't until I was still studying and still studying that um, you came across one of the Facebook posts and you started speaking. And then we started having this back and forth conversation and Holy Spirit said, he's your spiritual father. I said, what? Hmm. Probably I was was like, what? I said, first of all, this man lives almost 7,000 miles away in South mm-hmm. Africa. How in the world am I supposed to, how is he supposed to be my spiritual father? I can't mm-hmm. touch him. I can't, like, I, how am I supposed to do this? And so the Lord said, he is the one, go to him. Mm-hmm. And so I, I remember coming to you and saying, Papa Lee, Lord, led me to you to be my spiritual father to help mature me in the things of the kingdom. And mm-hmm. you say it verbatim you said calvin i've always known it but i have to let holy spirit reveal it to you and that's mm. one of the things that i think a lot of people missed is that mm. people say you're my son you're my son you're my son you're my son and those relationships are manipulated and then when the the when the fire comes when the trial comes you realize the lack of authenticity and the true lack mm. of accountability that's necessary for mm. that type of true relationship and so, like, for I'm being honest and transparent with everybody, we have not physically, like, physically yeah. seen yeah. each other. We're working on 13, 14 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and we he probably came to the states, I think, twice since we mm-hmm. we've been connected. But the last time he came, he came to to Dallas, I believe. And my our entire household was supposed to come to Dallas to see him and meet him, and it was just we were so excited. Literally, I tell you, no lie. Because I live in Florida, you know what season it is, hurricane season. <laughs> a hurricane came right across the panhandle. I can't remember which one. It came right across the panhandle where it made traveling across the interstate to get to Texas unbearable. We had a rental car and everything ready. And my heart was broken. Mm. I'm, and I told, I told Papa Lee and Mama Jim, my heart was broken because I wanted to see them. I mm. wanted to see them. But come to understand there was a reason for that the father did not allow that to happen i had to be okay with that and so of course now they're back in durban and i've kind of watched their family grow up and anything i've ever needed from papa leon he was there uh when i was dealing with issues with my wife he was there when i was dealing with issues within the sonship of our the sons within our household he was there i remember a situation with a particular son that was struggling with some things. You and Papa Dana, God rest his soul, was there. And so the need for spiritual fathering and watching for your soul is so critical. And I'll share this last point, was that I was, the Lord wanted me to know that I am not the source. Because growing mm-hmm. up as a man in the South, a black man, you like, look, you the provider, you this, you this. 
Mm. And one day, the Lord said, I'm going to show you something. And mm. he took a paycheck away from me, one or two pay two paychecks away from me. And I couldn't pay my bills. Mm. And I, 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 I went to the bank and tried to cash the check out. They said, no, we're going to hold it. We're going to hold it. We're gonna... I was like, why are you holding my, a check from a company? And mm. so I went back home. I said, babe, I got to find out how we're going to get these bills paid because like things are going to start falling apart. And I started getting on the computer to look for a loan. I literally, I'm telling you this. And Papa Leon called me, called me through Messenger and said, son, what's going on? Now, in my mind, I had two voices speaking at that time. One voice said, no big deal. Don't tell him anything. You got it. The other voice said, tell him. And I said, I'll tell you. And so this is what's going on. He said, don't do anything. Don't manipulate anything. This is the Lord showing you that he is your father and that he's the provider and he's the source. And Papa Leon stopped me from doing something that would have set my family back so far because I would have, because the enemy did not want me to trust God. He did mm. not want me to know him as father. And mm. so I'm grateful to Papa Leon. And I share that testimony all the time. We went two weeks and the Lord provided, provided, provided. Even when certain, I have family members say, hey, you know, we have this and this. Do you need this? I said, no, no, I don't need anything. I, I got to go through this. I have to go through this. Mm. I have to know this for myself. The old people yes. in the old church would say, you got to know Jesus for yourself, baby. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I mm. had to know him for myself. And so yeah. how is someone properly, and I know we're in a dynamic relationship, how is someone who's looking for a spiritual father, how are they supposed to find one? Like, because truly we're talking about something that God has orchestrated in the earth. We see the perversion that has happened with it because we know the enemy runs parallel with God's truth to pervert it. How is someone in these turbulent times to see that father-son relationship? Okay. I think I think the, the, the waves would have already begun in that person. They would have already started a shaking and, and an unsettling in their hearts uh, regarding the current situation that they're in spiritually. And if anything, I believe in this statement that you have no authority unless you're under authority. Ooh, okay. Yes, I heard that the, one. The power, the, yeah, the power of authority comes to you when you are under authority. So God is about to take you into a journey with him, but he needs you to come under an authority. Yes, you are under your, your heavenly father's authority. But there is a face to that to that invisible spirit. There is a face, and he wants that face to be the spiritual father that he assigns to you. Because the role of a spiritual father is to put on display the nature and the character of God to you, not only lord it, not to lord it over you, in in an in an authoritarian way but to truly serve this, the, the nature of the sun. The nature of the sun is the priority of the father. He's not, he's, he is the one to undergird this as his father. And so that role is, uh, will not to have rack up sons. It's not to be rich and famous. It's not to have spiritual prominence because 
you have been given the responsibility of watching over somebody's soul. It is a daunting task. Yes, it is. To watch over somebody's soul. Because the scripture says that we, the, the scripture says, um, honor your spiritual father as they watch over your soul and will give an account Count. of your deeds before me. Yep. So one of the things that I have to be aware of is that when I stand before God, the creator, he's going to ask me for an account as to why Calvin Calhoun did not come to spiritual maturity. And what was my influence in his life or what was it that I did not do to facilitate that outcome? And that for me is scary because I carry that responsibility. And so I think one of the things that those that are out there uh, who are searching for a spiritual father, they should find the one that truly understands the responsibility of their role. It is not what current church culture is 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 showcasing out there. It is not to be the that celebrity guy. No. It is not to be that one that's 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 the man with the power for the hour. It's none of that stuff. You know, we've been we've been so doped with a false system of leadership that we cannot see the authentic when it's when it's presented to us. If you're not in a flashy suit, you're not driving a flashy car and you don't have millions Falling out, falling at your feet, then you aren't a leader. But I want you guys to know that is not the leadership for this time. God has moved, and that kind of that kind of system of leadership is false, and it is a pseudo leader that seeks to dominate, manipulate, and control you through spiritual awareness. That is not how God is doing it. There's, the Bible talks about a time. When the when God will arise, will, will raise up shepherds that will take care of the flock. Amen. And and that's the, some of the characteristics that you need to be aware of for this man that God wants to place in front of you. Is he the one because he's he's got the biggest church, because he's famous, because he's is on on TBN and all of the national t uh, Christian channels. Or is he the one that God is calling you to be accountable? Because one of the things that that you will know, Calvin, is I'm not afraid to put my finger in your face. Because mm -hmm. I know that that when I do that, it's from a place of love. love. There's right. never a time in our relationship that, that my role with you is to embarrass you, Right is to make you feel small and belittle you because of your faults. And unfortunately, the current church, it's about you need to come and stand in front of the church and confess your sin. If you mess up, just give it just a second, the buffer there. And, and and one of the things just while uh, that connection is is reconnecting is having that authentic love for people um people who are dealing with uh, faults they're dealing with sin they're dealing with a lot of confusion uh one of the things is we love them enough we bring them within our home we bring them um and we share with them and we talk to them and we help them understand what is it that they're going through and one of the things we say is this within our household is this what we talk about within the house 
stays within the house. Okay, because it's family business, y'all. It's family business. And so what happens in the house stays in the house. And uh, we just lost properly, but we'll we'll get him back on really shortly. Um, what happens in the house stays within the house. Hey, Papa. I'll just explain to everybody that when a son goes through a fault, when we go through a fault, uh, the spiritual father loves that son. And what we do is we take that son privately. I keep telling people this privately mm. to help them um, and to heal them and to uh, sometimes we got to do a little surgery and, and correct you, but we're not doing it publicly. We're not trying no. to shame you. We're trying no. to reconcile and repair the breach that has happened mm -hmm. in your life. And you know what? One of the things I said, I say to our sons and, and probably you've seen our, our household go through a transition of people is that what, what happens in the house Stays, stays in the house because it's sure. a fa it's family business and i'm mm. just so blessed that even those who have left our house have maintained mm. that level of confidentiality because Absolutely. we sh what happens in god's house ain't for the world to con no no god is mm. fixing them up i believe mm. it's the the um the the parable of the samaritan where he was brought mm. into the inn and his wages mm. were paid, he was healed, he was bond, He was bandaged up, he was healed. And we know, of course, mm. that's the picture of the, the body of Christ being bandaged up and healed and prepared for the time before the return of the Lord. But that's sure. what he does with us. That's the love of that spiritual father. It's a relationship. Mm. I say, if your pastor don't know you, don't know you and don't know your relationship with you, I don't know what you really got because not everybody in the church is dealing with the same thing. Mm, mm. You, you got, you got 2,000 people you got 2,000 situations what's your structure to help you deal with 2,000 situations Moses Moses had understanding of that quickly and it wasn't yes. until Jethro spoke to him and said hey mm. you need to appoint 70 elders to help you watch mm. but people mm. want to be the celebrity preacher people want to be in mm. control of 15,000 people and yeah. you're not you can't account like that can't do that. I mean, listen, Jesus at his best had 12. And Jesus <laughs> at his best. And even he lost one at yep. his best. Yeah. Right. So yep. you're kidding yourself to think that you can watch over the lives of of 15,000 people or 500 for that matter. And there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a particular role of watching over somebody's soul. And that means it, it, it's as basic as this, that I know Calvin and Bianca have three children, mm -hmm. William, Leighton, and, and Sierra. That's, that's, that's how much, how much of detail in that relationship. If your, if your pastor doesn't know the name of your children, you're kidding. He's not watching over your soul. No, because he, he doesn't have a relationship with you. And so one of the things that we have to, we have to bring back to the fore is that Jesus said this very clearly. He says, my sheep, hear my voice and I know them and they know me. Yep. But Jesus knew them. Yep. Our problem is that you're sitting at the back row. Nobody knows who you are. All you are seeing is the is the is the backside of the guy's head in front of you. And you high five high five the guy on the way out and you don't even know right. what his agenda is because he's too busy for you to have an appointment with him. If you choose to have an appointment with him, you need to give him a three-week advance notice. He, that's not being accountable. Right. There's, there's a reason for why God is choosing the father-son relationship to be in households. 
the household model is small enough to take care of your needs and intimate enough to hear Here. your problems and That's deliver right. to you a solution within the context of a safe environment. That does not exist in church culture. Nope. No, and nope. people and, and listen, and people get mad all they want, properly, but when we look at the state, and I'm and let me just start because I know over in the east that it's one thing, but here in the West, what we're seeing in the churches, what the, the perversion, the 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 absolute and, and this is what the Lord said to me just the other day, it's a lack of the fear of the Lord. There's Absolutely. no conviction. And one thing a spiritual father will bring is conviction because their their goal is to help you with your relationship with your heavenly father. They're not there to be God to you. They're not there to be some type of access point to you. No, they're dispensing grace to help build you up. They're there to share the word of God to help build you up. And that and and, and in that relationship, I, I, I married, I believe I've married three couples, I believe. Three, three couples. And I te teach every one of them, I said, listen to me, when you're married, y'all need to have a pastor. You need to have a spiritual father watching over you. And the reason why is because when you have issues in your marriage, you can't go to family members. Now, you if your family member is your spiritual father, in that sense, that's a very unique situation because that person's mature enough to be able to close their eyes to you being their son or their daughter to being two mm -hmm. souls. But many people can't do that. And, and probably I know you can speak to that type of dynamic. But for most so. people, I tell them, I say, you need to have a spiritual father watching for your soul so that when you have issues so. in your marriage, you have a person who can look at two souls and judge amongst them. Sure, and, absolutely. And bring the word. And so even when it comes to marriage, you need to have that level of accountability and someone who knows you. And so that's absolutely. why that's the that's the dynamic that's just missing is it's that relationship. We I think Paul absolutely. said in First Corinthians chapter four, fourteen or fifteen, he says, um, as beloved sons, I warn you, though you have ten thousand instructors in Christ. Yet have you not many fathers, for I have begotten you by the gospel. For this cause I send my beloved son, Timothy, who's faithful in the Lord, and he shall remind you of my ways, which be in Christ. So Paul mm. even recognized that I can teach you anything, mm. and I don't have to have a relationship with you. But in the mm. house of God, you mm. need fathers. Mm. To remind you of the ways of the father. The, I believe over in Psalms it said what Moses knew the ways of God. Israel knew his acts. They they knew the manifestation, but Moses knew why. And so that's that's what we that's what's burning everybody's heart, but they're scared to take that step. They're scared yes. to step away from what is familiar to come into what is really uncommon to them, but natural to God. Absolutely. Totally yeah. And one of the things that, that I kind of prioritize for the sons in the house is that they come and spend time with me. I mean, literally come home to our home and ah. spend weeks or two weeks or whatever, whatever time they have, because they have to see me in my own natural environment Ooh. and be able to identify me in, in how I treat my wife, how I treat Jen, how I treat the children and how I serve this family. Because 
you know, you only got one life to live. You you don't have a stage personality, and then you have this other house personality. <laughs> uh, and there's no, you don't have two lives. Your life is a continuation of what happens here at home. And what 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 we have is we have a dichotomy of leadership that that present this this Imagery. this perfection. Yes, this image, image on image. the stage on the stage. But when you come at home, I mean, it's a whole it's a whole nother kettle of fish. So by them coming home, I'm I'm they're hanging out with me. We watching TV together. We enjoying uh, a, a movie together. We are walking around the yard. We going for breakfast. We chatting. We sharing one another. We playing board games. We eating around the table. This life, mm -hmm. family life, is what they see. And now they and then it's not like okay we now I'm not going to take you through the Genesis mm -hmm. and Revelation Bible study. It's not like that. <laughs> It's about how I interact with you and how you connect to me because God has allowed us to share this life together. And that that has powerful impact on the son. When yeah. he's received into the home, into the family, he then understands that the order that is inside this house is the order that he must acquire through his relationships that he is forging on the outside. And so there's never a point where what I what I am and what I do and what I say is different from, from this yeah. other this other guy this other this other persona you know <laughs> and so the reality of the real of the relationship has to be uh, uh, fundamental mm -hmm. that there is a relationship between a spiritual father and a spiritual son and I long to be with you at some point, Calvin. Hey, I man. can't wait I, to well, hug well, you and well, kiss you and 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 love yeah, on you and Papa be with the children. Boy. I mean. Hopefully the Lord will permit that in, in, yeah. in the not so distant future. But there is something that must be authentic about, about the father that you're choosing. He's got to be a real human. He's yeah. got to be a real person. He's not the stage character, right? He's not the celebrity status thing. And I think that's the that's what most people are looking for. You know, and I, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Bishop T D Jakes my my spiritual father. Right. Because for whatever reason, I mean, he's the hottest thing right now in, right. in the United States and on media right now, right? But it's not because he's got the biggest church or the biggest thing. There is a placing of the sun. And I believe this, for those of you who are listening to this podcast, if you would subject yourself in, in a simple prayer and ask the Holy Spirit, please lead me to the man that must watch over my soul. If you could bring me into close proximity to him, that I will touch base with him, whether if it's on, on social media, whether if it's through a conversation, whether if it's through a telephone call, however you choose to connect me to this man, make me aware that he is the one that I'm meant to be a part of. Amen. And, and that relationship must be an organic relationship. It's got to be an organic life stuff. You know, it can't just be the Sunday morning thing. It can't just be that because, because your interaction with your... Remember, Jesus walked with the disciples 24-7. Mm -hmm. He ate with them. Mm -hmm. he, he prayed with them. He, he, he took a pee on the side of the road with them <laughs> because there was no toilets, right? As they journeyed right. on. They yep, would go yep. behind the bush and, and all of them would stand in a line and, and they would all take a wee. That's the reality. Yep. Of their, of their lifestyle. So when the, when the scripture says that Jesus and the disciples knew each other, it was they were walking with him 24-7, observing him do what? Mm 
observing his interaction with the heavenly father right right so i mean and and so so what are the guys who say okay you know you've been talking about this this father all the time so where is he you know we want him to pop out you we want him to pop out from 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 behind you and say hey guys i'm the father you know that's what they they wanted to see you said you talk about this god the father all the time but but where is he and he would say this here if you see me, me. You see, you see the, the father. father. Yeah. I only do what I see the father doing. Yeah. I only say what I hear the father saying. Now that should be the bookends of your life to this point. If all you ever do is is what you what you see the father doing, and all you ever say is what you hear the father say, who are you then? Your son. You're the son, You're and the you are son. putting on display the nature of the, the nature father. Of the father. That's what Jesus was to them. The, he showed them the father because when he came to hungry people, what does the father do when he sees hungry children? Feed them. He feed them. Feed them. When they were sick, yeah. what, what does a father do when he sees yeah. sick children? He wants to heal, heal them. So the yeah. nature of the your spiritual father must take on that same attributes that you have observed in the life of Jesus. He was Jesus. Is, here's, here's a statement. With regards to the sons of God, the sons of God are not to pursue rich, to be rich and famous. Jesus oh. never, when, when the crowds thronged Jesus, he'd run away to the hills. Yep. He shined fast. He would, he would pray for somebody and heal them and say, don't you dare tell anybody I healed you. <laughs> but today, today you got a guy who prays for you, got a headache, and he's going to blow that up on, it, on on the internet of how he prayed for you and how you received the healing. So there is no place for the humility. Humility. To humility in, in fathers anymore. And I think that's some of the characteristics that you must observe of the one that, that God is setting you uh, apart. Amen. Amen. And look, <laughs> it, it 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 speaks to the validation. We're looking to be validated. Uh, we're looking to know that we are somebody. We're looking to know that we're important. And sometimes, especially when we're when we are looking, not that Holy Spirit led us, when we're looking for our place in the by in the body, our our household that we're supposed to be for, we're gonna look for what makes us feel good. And I says, no, it's not about feeling good. It's about aligning with the purpose of God because we're where Holy Spirit gonna lead you, the grace of God is there to help build you up. It's it's there to mature you, and also it's there to help heal you. And so, Absolutely. um, He calls us the repairers of the ministers of reconciliation. He says we have a word of reconciliation, but people need to see that. And properly, when you said about uh, people coming to your home, I'm gonna tell you something. That's a massive disconnect, um, yes. in the body because it's like <clears throat> there's the church life. There's the church mm -hmm. life and there's the home life. But yet yeah. the Bible says, how can a bishop must have his house under subjection? Or how can he rule the house of God? But yeah. why would there be a disconnect between your home life and your quote unquote church life? Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, having people to your home, yes, that's very personal. But people, when they're able to see who you are on Sunday, it's the same person you are on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That mm -hmm. authenticity that trust is built even stronger because some people think, well, that I really, how he, I want to know how he really is at home. That's what people mm. say. How is he really at home? 
But if you don't ever let people in, mm. see that, see the, even to that, there's a level of distrust with the flock. Absolutely. Because, yeah, because some pastors be like, I don't, I don't want, I can't have them over. My, my house is my sanctuary, but yeah. you call yeah. them your son. Yes. <laughs> They're my son, but you can't come yeah. home. You can't come to my house. Absolutely. You can't have yeah. that relationship with me. That, that, that dichotomy is, 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 is not working. And what's happening is that's why so many are missing that father son dynamic and understanding the, uh, the heavenly or the eternal reality in the model that should be seen in the earth. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's why we really have to do our part and sharing the message of the kingdom, but also the message of the house. Um, when you look at Acts 2, 41 to 47, we always love the first century church. We say that every pastor preach about the first century church. Okay, mm-hmm. let's go back to the model then that they set up. This is what the original disciples said. This is what Jesus wanted. And so he says, you continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, in breaking the bread and in prayers. And it says, and they ate their meat with singleness and gladness of heart, all of them their heart on one accord, breaking bread from house to house, loving one another, having all things in common. common like yeah. that type Absolutely. of love. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and this is at I, the end, he said the end, and the Lord added to the church. I didn't have to Lord advertise. I didn't nothing. have to put things yeah. in lights. No, he says, mm-hmm. and the Lord yeah. added because you modeled a heavenly culture in the earth. Absolutely, absolutely. One of the things that that I I I, you know, when I was pursuing to know God, uh, as my Father, and I said that in my in my earlier statement that I didn't want to know Him as as Creator and Grand Master of the Universe. I, I wanted to know I wanted to know Him in His pajamas, in bed, with His hair all ruffled up and His smelly morning breath. <laughs> That's the way I wanted to know Him, because because Calvin. That's the way the kids come into my bedroom. Mm-hmm. When they come into my bedroom, I'm not in a three-piece suit. <laughs> I'm, I'm there with my hair all ruffled up um, and probably this drool on the side of my mouth and my breath, I've got morning breath. But they're still very happy to come in and hug me and kiss me. Right. Now, that's the relationship between a father and a son. And I remember that happening to me when I when I visited Sam. And the first night I stayed over there, you know, I mean, I'm I'm excited. I'm so thrilled to to be in his home. And then in the early hours of the morning, I I decided to go make him a cup of tea. And he likes his tea, so I took the tea in the cup and I knocked on his bedroom door. And there he was laying laying on the bed, uh, uh, reading the newspaper. And I said, "Hey, hi, pops. I've made you a cup of tea." And he said, "Hey, thanks, Lee." And he put the paper down, and I handed him the cup. And then he opened the covers. And he said, hop in. <laughs> and, and Cal, I jumped, I jumped into bed with him and I laid next to him on his arm and he was sipping his tea and we just chatted ab- about, about life. But that's the level of intimacy that we ought to have with God our Father. But if we don't have that kind of natural experience with the men that we call our spiritual fathers, how can we ever ever think that that's the kind of relationship we're going to have with God our Father. Because right now, these men of God, they are no touch zones. You can't touch them. You can't be anywhere near them. Right. Because, because that is not the dynamic of the spiritual leader. But God is breaking all of that. 
And God is, is wanting authentic people to represent him. And it's not those that are, are, the, are the most likely to be in leadership. God is moving on men and women that we do not know. Faceless men and women of no reputation that want to just serve the purposes of heaven. And that is the man that you should be looking for with regards to a spiritual father. Because most likely, he'll be the one that will put on display the nature and the character of God the Father to you. Amen. Amen. Papa Lee, I cannot tell you how much, how, and, and I'm glad that you share those intimate moments and things like that, because people think like that's taboo. And I think we, I, I, and I heard the Lord say this, we really need to explore the dynamics of what I call the East West mentality, meaning this sure. in the West here in the United States, what you just said, would be taboo. You don't do it. You out of your dang mind. I would never this, that, and the other. But in the East, yes, that's family common. is 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 highly valued. Relationships mm. are highly valued. Honor mm. is highly valued. Those mm. things are common. Yep. But in the West here, yep. that's seen as crazy and foolish. Yeah. And stupid yeah. and that's why i mean we can talk about that at a whole nother time because that's, that's, that's that dichotomy that's is invading my space <laughs> right 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 and so i want to say yeah. to to you papa leon and and i want to say this first of all i love you i love you dearly you know love that. you too and yeah. um you have been there for me um in some dark times and i don't share a lot of those dark times with people because i believe i want god to speak to me and God has given us, the Bible says, surround yourself with wise, godly counsel. And there's mm -hmm. safety in a multitude of counselors. And I had those counselors with you. I had that counselors with Papa Dan. I had that count, those counselors with Amadi. And mm -hmm. um, this dynamic is so necessary to the, to the body of Christ because it, it, it's going to really help frame your faith. Because... Mm -hmm. What we're seeing now is the enemy spewing out that flood of deception and lies in the earth and to, to flood out the truth. He's not going to be able to flood it all out, but he's flooding it out to capture your mind. And it's the spiritual falls. He says, how can you bind the things of a strong man's house except you bind the strong man? And if you have a spiritual father that's watching for your soul, he's not going to be able to spoil the goods of the house. If you abide mm. under those who are under the authority of God. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I want to say I love you. Thank you for all that you've done, how you've laid down your life for my family and the sons of, of your household. And um, we love you. And thank you so much for joining me, Papa Lee. I, I, I know this message will bless somebody. If it just gets mm -hmm. one person, it has done its job. But I want to say to those out there, pray as Holy Spirit. You have not because you ask not. Pray and ask Holy Spirit to say, where have you arranged me? Where have you placed me? What local mm -hmm. household or what spiritual father have you given to me to help mature me in my sonship? And you got to want that. Mm -hmm. if, you don't really want, want that. if you don't yeah. want sonship, he'll sit back and just say, nope, you're not there yeah. because I'm not going to let you go in there perverting stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No. So you got to want it. And if you yeah. want it, Holy Spirit will show it to you. So Thank you so much, Cal. Oh, you appreciate this time that you've taken just to 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 highlight these points. They're absolutely important, and uh, I trust that uh, our 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 time together will be will be will be heard. That our conversations was from the heart. If anything, absolutely that that this group would would get that would hear this is that this is a relationship that is organic. It is yes. not institutional. 
It is absolutely organic. And and Calvin can phone me in at any time. And, and I can call on him at any time. And uh, I'm there, <laughs> there for each other. Because, yes. because we are submitted to the, the things that God has put before us. I'm right. submitted to him. I'm submitted to serving his needs. I'm submitted to laying down my life so that he can so that he can see God more clearly. He is submitted to the house of God and the accountability to me. If ever there's an issue in his household, Bianca has free reign to pick up the phone and call me. Absolutely. And that's the quality of the relationship that must exist between you and your spiritual father. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, Amen. And, I mean, and this is your uncle Calvin to our kids. I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's just amazing. It's amazing. Oh, I've watched them grow up. I mean, now they're married with mm. children. I'm like, oh, the time has flown by. But mm. we see the promises of God um, being spoken over their lives. And and Papa Leon has that dynamic. And I want to, one day we will do the podcast of how a natural parent can mm. be a spiritual parent because that dichotomy Absolutely. is not common. But it yes. can happen because the, the parents yes. have to love God that way. And so yes. um, we'll talk about that another time. So I love you all. God bless you. Thank you, Papa Lee. Um, and we'll see you again on the Journey Through Sonship podcast. Thank you. God bless you.